When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome everyone to Rock M Radio. Uh, this is a brand new episode of Dive Cuts. It is an actual episode of Dive Cuts. Uh, we are going to talk about the hot topic news a little bit with the uh, with the athletic director, but this is our basketball centric podcast returning. Uh, to the, the, the mainstream here, we're going to talk all the things Missouri Basketball Tigers, everyone's favorite topic these days. Uh, we are in Season 7. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, please take a moment to, to like and subscribe to this podcast feed, uh, and, and we would appreciate that. I am your host, Sam Snelling. Uh, you can see me if you're watching on, on YouTube on the left. On my right is a mat. Uh, last week, Josh Matica joined me. Uh, two weeks prior, it was both Matts. Now we're just down to one Matt. Uh, Matt Watkins, how are you? The lone surviving Matt. I'm doing well. <laughs> how are you? We're whittling things down. Uh, <laughs> we, we will have more appearances of other Matts in the future. Uh, but for now, we've at least kind of started here. Uh, so it is kind of funny, this uh, Missouri Basketball Tigers-centric podcast has avoided talking about the current Missouri basketball Tigers uh, team now for about three weeks. Um, I honestly don't even remember like all the games that have taken place because they've all kind of gone about the same. Uh, Dennis Gates appears to have, you know, ruled out trying to bring Caleb grill back. John Tanji has been ruled out for the rest of the year. Uh, the last few games, we have not seen any Kurt Lewis. We have not seen much of Hayes' Carol Errol Martin. Uh, the rotation appears to be uh, the you know three returning guys from last year: Tamar Bates, Jordan Butler. We get some uh, you know semblance of of seeing Ant Robinson, um, Aiden Shaw. Uh, who am I missing? Who else comes in? Uh, Mabor Majak uh, is getting more minutes mm-hmm. than Connor Vanover. Uh, he got into foul trouble along with Jordan Butler uh, recently, so we did actually get some Connor Vanover minutes, and he, he played pretty well. Um, and that's that's really it. Like that's what the roster is at this point. Um, I'm not really sure what what needs to be said beyond this is a horrible season gone horribly wrong. They have four guys who are capable of scoring right now, and only two of them seem to show up on a given night. Uh, and in order for them to win a game, it's going to have to be at least three of those guys and getting some contribute uh, contributions from someone else on the roster. And it just never seems to happen. It's really uh, it it defies the numbers, Matt. It defies the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Excuse me. The the time that uh, Sean East was gone for, I believe it was two plus games. I know he was hurt for a period of time in the Vanderbilt game, and then the two games after that. That block of games was worse than everything else, as you might imagine. 
if you take that out and you put that group of players together through everything else, through all the other games and conference play, it's, it's the same game. The only difference is the level of competition they're playing. Um, you know, they, they probably played a little bit better against Tennessee, although Tennessee didn't bring their best game. Um, but overall, you can count on them being competitive, nip and tuck, maybe even leading after 30 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes, it all falls apart. It's, it's just the same thing every game. It really is remarkable. And they even like have the ability, like they go on some sort of like early second half run to like take the lead. And you're like, oh, like, nope, nope, nope. That's the same thing they did last game. Don't let it fool you. Don't let it fool you. Like inevitably it's going to happen. The 10 minute mark, things things go to uh, yep. uh, out the back door. We'll, uh, we'll keep this PG. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I really like, I don't know what else needs to be said about this season. Uh, it really doesn't matter what happens the rest of the season. It really doesn't. Um, you know, clearly, like, you know, we're paying attention to what's happening with guys like Jordan Butler, with Ann Robinson. We're, you know, we're hoping to kind of get some minutes for Trent Pierce. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. post-surgery, he's supposed to be hopefully coming back this week. Um, you know, so your freshman, Tamar Bates, obviously, you'd like to see him play a little bit better. You know, I feel like he's just kind of hit a wall. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then, you know, I guess see what happens with Aiden Shaw. But beyond that, like, I don't really know what else you need to see. Uh, and I really, like, I have, I don't blame people for not watching this team. Like, at this point, there's, there is some part that you want to, I guess, maybe support the guys sort of help boost the program last year. Uh, you know, there are guys that are playing out the string and finishing their college career. So you want to, you know, support mm-hmm. Shawnee, you want to support Nick Honor, uh, Noah Carter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, but the reality is, 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 you know, from a, you know, purely do these games matter or not? Yes. No. I mean, the answer is no. Um, right if they finish 0 and 18 or 1 and 17 or 2 and 16, like none of that matters. Uh, they're, they're the worst team in the league. They can't win. Uh, and the only thing that matters is getting to spring and, and seeing what you can cobble out of the transfer portal to, to sort of change the fates. Right. I think it would take them winning three of their last, was it four games to even get out of the 14th seed in the, in the SEC tournament. Because I believe Vanderbilt has two wins and they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So, you know, even yeah. that, it's are they going to win three games? No. <laughs> you know? no. So um, that I would well, say yeah, not, that, not with the remaining schedule too, because you know the <laughs> remaining schedule is not uh, not an easy one. Um, right. It's manageable enough to where all right, like weirder things have happened. LSU's not great. Ole Miss isn't great. You know, but they're on the bubble. <laughs> like, Right. And I know, like, the bubble is always soft, but those teams are warranting consideration for the NCAA tournament. Losing to Missouri is a disaster for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to believe that their coaches are telling them that. Like, right. you can lose to Kentucky, you can lose to Alabama, you can lose to Auburn and still survive. You cannot lose to Missouri if you're on the bubble. Um, you know, beyond that, like, I don't, because we've just got four games left, right? That's right. Florida and uh, Auburn are and, the other two. Yeah, and and you're at Florida. Okay, and you know Florida's top twenty-five level right now. They're playing really well. Um. So uh, yeah, 
Um, let's get to spring. <laughs> it feels like spring outside today. It actually oh, feels yeah, like well, summer. <laughs> it, did, you, uh, did you know that, because uh, you and I are both, for anybody who is not aware of this, uh, are both in the St. Louis area. And right. uh, the city of St. Louis set a record high today, uh, beating the previous record high of, of 78 degrees. We hit 80 degrees today. Um, I'm wearing shorts. And as you can see, <laughs> like also short sleeves, uh, it's it's warm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take it because it is sort of like getting me excited for, uh, you know, for for what could happen at the transfer portal and, and sort of, you know, hope. Um, you know, beyond that, are, are there any, uh, anything in particular out of the portal that, uh, that you think is like, you know, the highest of high priorities, the, the best, the best player you can possibly find? Well, just in terms of type of player, we can keep it more general that way. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're going to have to replace the cumulative effect of Sean East and Nick Honor and simultaneously upgrade at the same time. I don't know if that's possible, but that's that's kind of what they're faced with. They, you know, Ant has been a quality player. I don't know that you're going to go into year two, or I'm sorry, year three, his year two, um, ready to hand the reins of the team over to him just yet. Um, you've got T.O. Barrett coming in behind him, who, again, good defensive player, freshman. Um, you know, we're seeing, and we even saw with this team, the impact of taking Sean East out of the lineup and how everything just kind of bogs down. It's a, it's a unsightly event when he is not in the game. And they're going to need someone who, with that playmaking ability, those chops to really create offense for himself and for his teammates, more importantly. So basically, you need a really good point guard <laughs> out of the portal. Um, and then really in your other spots too, if we're assuming there's going to be three or so, give or take spots, then you're probably wanting a, another perimeter, play, <clears throat> perimeter player of some type who has playmaking abilities and or um, a forward with the same. You know, Obviously, you're not going to find a Kobe Brown this spring, but someone who has the ability to run more of last year's offense um, through the high post. But uh, you know, those are those are hard things to find. So I've been yeah, that, that, that's been that's like the wish list of a lot of teams is you know part of the part of the issue. Like right. you know, it's it's sort of like last year is like Missouri's like we want to we want a quality big. Well, everybody does. Um, right. You know, and and you know, with football, you know, I, I think of you know all the all the teams are like, oh, we we really want to bolster our offensive line through the transfer portal. It's like. So does everybody else like, you know, right. that that's, that's part of the challenge is, is not just, you know, thinking you can go in and answer all of your, uh, your issues through the transfer portal. But, um, you know, like I, I, I feel like this spring in particular is important because there's not a ton of roster turnover happening. Mm -hmm. There's a nominal amount, uh, there's all, it's always possible that we see more than we expect, right? It's always possible. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like the core guys, uh, are disengaged. Um, you know, that'd be like, you know, Bates, the freshman, 
Um, you know, I think Aiden's still, you know, still playing hard. Um, so it's just one of these things where it's, you know, you're, you're only looking for so many bodies and, uh, and maybe that allows them to like focus a little bit more on, uh, on, on kind of like the, you know, their, their top priorities. Um, right. You know, and and then you know, I think another sort of aspect of this, and, and I maybe this is kind of where we just you know bridge and just sort of bring it all together and kind of talk about it is, uh, you know, is lining up a new athletic director and somebody who did not hire Dennis Gates. Um, I you know I think it's possible it changes the timeline for what year three needs to look like. Uh, the buyout is still high and Mm -hmm. that's not changing. I don't, I personally, if I were, you know, being hired as Mizzou AD would not want an accelerated timeline, but I think it's possible that we, you know, we see that and, and see more pressure, you know, into year three for, for Dennis Gates to kind of get this right. Um, you know, how, how do you see that kind of laying out or do you just think it's we need to wait and see who's hired first yeah i mean it depends on who's hired i i don't anticipate it being an internal hire but if it was then you know things maybe not wouldn't change so much but i mean it's it's a hard and fast rule that when 80s come in they want their guys or get gals i guess if it were to ever happen <laughs> um in the revenue head coaching spots, you know, it's whenever a new AD comes in and they have a basketball coach, if he's doing really well, then yeah, you don't need to do anything. But if he's not doing really well, it's not really a a situation where we're like, well, let's wait and see. I hired this guy. I believe in him. These guys, ADs, sports administrators, they, they, they want to put their mark on a program and say, this is my guy. Look at how well he's doing when they want to get another job. That is how you're graded. Yeah, sure. Increasing revenue, getting money, building buildings, that's arguably more important in the long term for that program, but that's not how they evaluate themselves. You know, when you look at who did the guy hire at his last job, when whoever the Mizzou's new AD will be, I can guarantee you everyone's going to be talking about what basketball coach did he hire? What football coach did he hire? How did those guys do? That's, that's how they're evaluated. So being able to put that mark on it is a big thing. And of course, when you look at the relationship that uh, Reed Francois and Dennis Gates had, she hired him, you know, she believed in him, believed in him so much that after one year, a very good year, she gave him another extension that substantially increased his pay and put a buyout figure of 20 plus million dollars on him right now. And I think after next year, it'd be 17 plus. I mean, that's a massive sum of money. And you just don't really see college basketball coaches getting bought out for that amount of money. Now <clears throat> that could change, but uh, you know, it's there was yeah, all, all you need is one between. really wealthy donor who's right. willing to kind of step up and and take on a chunk of that, and all of a sudden it, it gets reduced. And there's you know there's creative accounting you can kind of do as well. But you know, I I, I agree with your sentiment as you know like. You know, Reed Francois stepping in and, and hiring Gates, believing in Gates, uh, you know, gives him that contract because he, she wants him to know that, you know, there's a there's a belief uh, from the administration in him. 
uh, you know, and even if things get rocky, which obviously this season has gotten very rocky, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's still support from, you know, the, the back end of that, um, you know, but, you know, Reed Francois is leaving like that's who's in your corner. Um, right. and like, like I said, I mean, especially these days where having your two primary revenue, uh, sports building, you know, bringing in revenue, you know, for an athletic department that has largely like been operating in the black for, you know, the last several years, you know, trying to kind of compete with, uh, you know, with other teams in the sec and sort of upping what they're spending on, on all these things and making investments and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it does sort of set up the, you know, the, the new athletic director in a situation where they're going to be put into a position where like, they're going to have to figure out like Dennis Gates very quickly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I, maybe it's easier that, you know, Eli Drinkwitz seems to sort of have, um, you know, the, the wind in his sails a bit. Um, you don't necessarily need to devote a whole lot of resources to, uh, to, to, you know, managing a guy who didn't really seem to report to the athletic director anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, Josh and I talked a little bit about that on the, on the last time we were on, um, you know, and, and good or bad, it like, it doesn't matter. Uh, that that's kind of like how the situation is like, like Eli Drinkwitz has the full faith of the board of curators. Uh, he was basically hired by them. Um, the new athletic director is going to have to basically embrace that. And, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, outside of things, just absolutely going south for, for drink, which doesn't appear likely at this point. Um, you know, I, I think it's always possible that maybe he levels off a bit, um, you know, but even if he levels off and you're still kind of winning seven to eight games, like I feel like he's he's probably going to be pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it puts way more white hot heat on on Dennis Gates and, and the basketball program. And, and you and I and, you know, Matt Harris are all – fairly big believers still in, in Dennis Gates and sort of what he is capable of, but it definitely like, you know, it, I feel like this spring while it was always going to be important. Cause I think you definitely want to kind of keep the fans on your side. And despite the fact that there is an influx of talent coming, he does seem to be recruiting. Well, he's already got a five-star committed in 2025, all of these positive things you still need people buying in and showing up to the games and Missouri fans have in large part stopped going to games. And that's, that's going to impact next season's revenue. Like the tickets this year have already been sold next year's tickets though. When it comes to renew, like you have to be excited for it. I mean, you know, and, and so that's why I think that it's, it's going to be kind of amplified for, um, you know, for, for Dennis Gates this year. No, I did. I fully agree with that. You know, you've got uh, the, and going back to the point about the athletic directors wanting to hire their own person. I mean, that's exactly what happened when 
Reed Francois came in. Um, Conzo Martin had a tournament level team two years prior to his dismissal, had a really bad season, and he had a pretty large buyout of five, six million dollars thereabouts. And she was very aggressive and made a move and wanted to bring someone else in. And she got her guy, and here we are. So, you know, I'd spent all the time writing that program building piece, which if you haven't read it, it's on our site. But, uh, you know, you can see what Dennis Gates is doing, even if they're not saying it outright. And it does take a little time and patience to pay off if it will pay off. So that to me is the most interesting aspect of this is that, you know, with next year, you could look at um, if Reed Francois were still here, that he would continue to do that, bring in some younger pieces in the portal, some high floor or excuse me, high ceiling players um, that maybe not haven't uh, had their moment in the sun yet and continue to build and look for an even bigger next year. Can he do that now? I don't know. And that's that to me is the most intriguing aspect of that is what, what changes, if any, does he make in his portal strategy this spring instead of going for guys who could theoretically help for multiple years in the future versus guys who are going to come in and be impact players for one year and then be gone. So, you know, that's, that's a big thing to watch out for this spring. And I think that I don't know if it will tell us necessarily how he feels about the situation, but I think it might shed some light on it. And then I also, you know, think, uh, another sort of key aspect is, is the, the lay of the land in the sec, uh, you know, as it pertains to basketball, because, uh, there are some big jobs. Uh, there is a big job, I should say, uh, currently available. Uh, there are expected to be other big jobs available and what sort of movement you see, um, you know, from coaches in the, you know, the SEC, uh, you know, I think Eric Musselman has been mentioned as, as, you know, possibly being interested in, in, in different jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's one of those situations where if Mus leaves Arkansas, it opens up Arkansas. And, and so Arkansas is a, is a big job, you know, re- regardless of, you know, kind of where things are right now, I, I would consider that currently a top 25 job. Sure. Um, which, you know, no offense to anybody listening. I don't think Missouri is there. Um, Not currently, I think, no. Yeah, I, I think if Dennis Gates kind of gets this going, it's possible they could get there. But uh, back to my point, um, you know, do some of these jobs, let's say like Ohio State, um, you know, if, uh, if Michigan decides to move on from like Juwan Howard, um, you know, there are some really, really good – uh, big 10 jobs um, that could come open. And at that point, this, you know, does one of these programs look at a guy like Nate Oates uh, and, and really try to, um, you know, woo Nate Oates. So then Alabama comes open, um, you know, so we're basically, you know, you're talking about not just Ohio state or Louisville, but where are the coaches who, you know, get hired at those places, you know, where the coach is moving from, you know, like Chris Beard is available. Um, I available. I mean, he's coaching, <laughs> coaching at Ole Miss, but like, you know, and I don't mean to disparage Ole Miss, but you know, clearly there's a different level of interest in basketball at Ole Miss versus Louisville. 
or Ohio State or, you know, really even Arkansas. Um, you know, and if you're if you're Chris Beard, I mean, a guy who went from Texas Tech to, to Texas, uh, you're not really afraid of like pissing off one fan base to take a better job. Um, you know, so I, I feel like that's another thing that's sort of like laying out is, is how does the coaching and roster turnover? Oh, and I didn't even mention like Porter Moser has been a guy that's mentioned as, as possibility for taking other jobs, um, you know, and then o- opening up Oklahoma. How does all that turmoil, uh, you know, could it possibly get to the point where it, you know, touches Missouri? I don't necessarily think, um, or, or not touches, but impacts Missouri and mm-hmm. Dennis Gates, who is being hired in those positions, you know, does the league get a little tougher uh, or does it get easier? Right. You know, Cause we're, we're adding Texas and Oklahoma next year. You think it's going to be tougher, but I don't really think a lot of people consider, you know, Rodney Perry to be uh, the, uh, or not uh, Rodney Perry. That's the guy at, at Kansas Perry. state, right? <laughs> um, Terry is what you're looking for. <laughs> Right, it's Harry. Uh, close, <laughs> very, very close. Um, Perry's the yeah, he's the assistant at, at K State, right? Um, That's right. But uh, yeah, former uh, Mocan and and Link uh, uh, coach for people. I'm not crazy. The name is close. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't think anybody considers him to be like an elite coach in the Big Twelve, and so he's coming into the SEC where like you know John Calipari. Nate Oates, Bruce Pearl, uh, you know, now currently Chris Beard, uh, Eric Musselman, like all these guys have, have shown out. I mean, Lamont Paris is apparently in national coach of the year conversations. Uh, like does all that movement make the league tougher, easier? And, you know, and at what point are you still thinking whether or not, you know, Dennis Gates is the right guy or maybe not, you know, and I think like that's also something that's going to play a big role. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, the, this spring, we didn't have a whole lot of movement last spring among coach amongst coaches. So, you know, Louisville's open, Ohio state's open. DePaul is open to the extent that that matters. Um, you know, you could be looking at schools like Michigan opening up, um, one of the schools out West, USC, UCLA opening up. Um, Washington, I believe, might be open. If it isn't already, it will be. Um, you know, so you're already talking about close to a 10 high major schools with, with openings, and that's just kind of as a baseline expectation. And then when you get, you know, the second wave, we'll call it, of coaches moving around, you know, if Eric Musselman leaves, someone's got to come in. And Phil Arkansas, is that a Chris Beard? Well, that opens up Mississippi. Who does who do they hire? You know, and it's just this big um, constant wheel of movement when you start poaching other coaches from high major leagues. So, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see just how many how many how many programs do it. Should even mention Florida State <laughs> is uh, looking pretty likely to be an opening this year as well. Um, I do not believe that uh, Dennis Gates will probably be a strong candidate there for a number of reasons, um, but that is another job worth mentioning. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it'll, it could be very wild. It could be not wild at all. We'll have to wait and see. But I, I think it's gearing towards being a pretty turbulent spring in the coaching ranks. 
<laughs> yeah, so it, it's one of those things where you know, we're in this kind of like weird uh, period of having a bad team that we don't want to talk about, and we're waiting on like roster movement to happen so we can talk about something that we're excited to talk about. Um, you know, with with five five games minimum, right? Because we've got uh, Wednesday's game, Wednesday, Saturday, uh, Wednesday, Saturday, and then the first round of the SEC tournament. Um, you know, wh what are you hoping to see in these final five games? Like, do you care if Missouri wins or not? You know, that, that's a hard question to answer. I don't, it doesn't change anything to me if they go 0-18 versus 1-17. It was a lost season. We know the reasons why. We know what they're going to have to do to fix it. Um, but I do think you kind of want to get off the schneid. I, I think it, it, it might matter a little bit. You don't you don't want to have a, a donut in conference league, in league play, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> you know, and maybe even if it came in the conference tournament, maybe that would be something. Um, but I think there's a psychological impact to some extent on the fans, the players, the coaches doing something that is very rarely done in a bad way. So I would like to see them get a win, even though I don't think it really changes the outlook of the future whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like they would just sort of like be like a, uh, a sigh of relief um, to sort of like get past, uh, you know, this, this losing streak. Um, you know, like each time that you do watch a Missouri game, the the announcers are always kind of talking about the body language. Uh, you know, the the feeling. You know, like how Missouri Missouri and their you know players kind of keep coming out and and you know they they fight and they get after it and they they're certainly trying, but it's just in the end, it's just not enough. And and that you know feeling each time when they do hit that point of uh, you know, 10 minutes to go and, you know, you, you get a little like six to eight Oh run. And next thing you know, it's, it's like, Oh, okay. Like, here we go again. And just to have a moment where it just like, that doesn't happen. You right. find a way to make plays down the stretch. You find a way to, um, you know, to, to get a dub. Um, I, I, I mean, it's, I'm a it golfer. Just, I'll, put it in these terms. <laughs> I'll put it in these terms. You can play an absolutely terrible round of golf. And if you birdie a hole, you feel a lot better about it, even though the score was two shots lower. You, you shot a 105 instead of a 107. You, know? mm -hmm. you don't want to ever have those days, but it's still something that makes you want to come back the next day. Yeah. So, That's what we know uh, for for yeah, for anybody watching, apparently uh, Matt Watkins says you know, a, a one hundred and five is a a bad day at golf for him. So. Those would be bad days, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last time I played golf uh, was my my brother's thirtieth birthday, and he is seven years older than me. Um, you know, so for for those keeping track, that's that's been a few decades. I'm sure I would probably <laughs> need. Um, more than 105 <laughs> swings to, to complete 18 holes. 
it's all a matter of perspective, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, and I think like that, you know, kind of getting back to you know Missouri, is, you are right. Like material, it doesn't change anything. But I think you know, there's at some point you want to see the reward for mm -hmm. uh, for what you're doing, and I feel like we've seen the veneer crack uh, on on you know, Gates, especially kind of like the last couple of weeks, like cursing and post game interviews. Mm -hmm. Like we saw, saw him be very sort of terse post game, uh, you know, at Arkansas on Saturday. Um, and those, these are all things that we just never really saw like mm -hmm. outwardly. I'm sure, you know, like they still exist, you know, for him, you know, because he's a competitor, he wants to win, et cetera. Um, but you never saw it, uh, and you know, obviously, winning games changes things. Um, when you win a lot, you are happier in general. Uh, but the frustration is mounting, and so I think you know, for him to see a game plan like work all the way through would, uh, you know, would help a lot. Um, you know, I, I have to think that the season has humbled him a little bit. Um, I you know, and, and, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, like I like I don't know how you can go through this and. You know, and any like, and not to say like, I didn't really ever find him to be like over the top with his uh, um, his confidence, uh, if you want to kind of say it that way. Like, I like I don't want to, I, like I never really felt he was like full of like bluster in a way that you know some coaches are. Um, but there was a sort of like like feeling of. I've got this, like I've, I've got this and for him to not have it, uh, has to be certainly, uh, uh, tough to go through. Um, and so, yeah, like, I don't know where in these last games, you know, like there are 40% chance to win against Ole Miss, uh, on Saturday, they are, uh, 22% chance to beat LSU the following Saturday, they are 10% against Auburn and 9% against Florida. Um, yeah, that is per Ken Palm. Uh, so not great odds. However, uh, Ken Pomeroy still has them going one in 17. I, I would be, you know, I would like to see them go when it's, I don't want to see like a, honestly, like I would rather they, they lose. I really want them to lose in the first round of the SEC tournament. Let's just get this thing over with. Let's get a win before we wrap up the season, though. Let's go one and seventeen, losing the first round, get beat by well, who's even in the standings right now. I think what it's like probably play like <clears throat> Georgia. I think Georgia and Arkansas are both kind of around there. Yeah. So currently, if everything goes as projected. Uh, Georgia would finish seven and eleven. Arkansas would finish six and twelve. Andy three and fifteen. Missouri one and seventeen. That would put Missouri and Georgia Wednesday of the SEC tournament. Uh, yeah, I would say that, like I don't really care if you win that game or not. You know, let let mediocre Mark uh, Mike White uh, feel good <laughs> about a Wednesday win. Uh, as exciting as his name. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and. Uh, and just, you know, get to portal season because that's what really matters. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before we get out of here? Well, I will note that uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know I looked 
not too long ago. And Mizzou plays Georgia an incredible amount in the SEC tournament. <laughs> There's been a lot of games between those two teams in recent years when it comes to uh, Nashville or wherever they're wherever they've hosted it on a specific year. But uh, yeah, that's usually not good because Georgia isn't very good. And if you're playing them frequently, unless you're a top seed, which is not the case, <laughs> you know, you have to get through the, those Wednesday games to get to the, uh, to the seeded games, think, the high seeded games. Yeah, I think so. they played uh, <clears throat> like Conzo's first year, they played them too. And that was after Georgia won their first round. Uh, right. Because I believe Missouri was a five seed. Or a six seed. Yep, there were five. Um, a five, and uh, yeah, that was, I. Uh, I was there with with Matt Harris. We watched that game live. That was I was great. there, not with you guys, but Michael, I was Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, that was pre Watkins joining the uh, the, the Rockham Nation uh, brain trust. Um, so yeah. Uh, Georgia would be fitting losing to Mike White uh, to end your season also fitting uh, get to one in 17 that's what I'm saying um, I think you would help do stay tuned though because we are going to uh, there is going to be athletic director you know search coverage uh, you know coming up on the site spring football uh, you know kicks off there was a press conference today you can actually go to the site to check out uh, Chad Moeller's um, takeaways from the press conference. We'll have all kinds of stuff following the spring game. Uh, you know, for all the things that have been crappy about Missouri basketball season, at least, you know, like you got a Cotton Bowl win. <laughs> and uh, and that's good, right? Right. Ba- uh, basketball sucks, but, you know, like <laughs> probably firing Robin Pinchton. Uh, all the well, that's another thing. Is I think she's got, I can't imagine, like, if, if <laughs> like, she's been, if, I would be if impressed you, if she can survive. It's just, I, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other, but her longevity here has been immaculate. And as someone who appreciates someone who just manages to hang on, that's good for her. It's, yeah, it's, I, I think she has one year remaining on the deal. Um, it is a deal that if they fired her, they basically you'd have to pay her next year's salary, which is, you know wouldn't be a whole lot. Um, and the, I believe the plan, you know, before DRF left, was to to move on from the women's basketball coach. Uh, if they didn't make the NCAA tournament, they're clearly not heading to the NCAA tournament. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and so, like, I have a hard time, even with an interim, like, are you really, like, like we're not we're not going to move on from this? Like, it, it's, it's hit a wall. It, it's, like, imagine, you know, imagine, like, Consul Martin comes back after that last year, and then he, he goes, like, you know, six and twelve, and like, well, he's got a you know another few years in the deal. Let's let's let this play out, and then it comes back another year, and he goes like five and thirteen, and you're like, he's still got some years left on the deal. <laughs> and she continued to do that for like three or four years after that. And it's just like, yeah, I think so yeah. Birmingham's team is the last that made the NCAA tournament, right? It was, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember when she played, but I I, I, I know think it that's when she. Decade. 
I think that's when she got like a really long extension too, which uh, mm. I believe was Jim Sterk um, pulling the trigger on that. You know, gave her an incredibly Multiple long extension. Multiple directors ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, can we get basketball right, please? Like, I just, <laughs> I, you know, I want to get basketball right. Anyway, uh, I'm rooting for it. I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying whether she should stay or go, but I want to say that anyone who can hang on like that has my respect. So, you know, maybe she'll just uh, she'll get fired and go do like you know the the positive life affirmations you know little <laughs> podcast videos that that Conza Martin's doing. Uh, do you watch any of those? I've seen. We're a few, clearly derailing here. Yeah, like he's he's actually like he's he finds some interesting guests and like they they do have actually have really interesting conversations. Like I you know I don't know I don't know how anybody could like listen to Conzo talk and all that kind of stuff and not come away. Just you know, impressed with the type of man that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, clearly he achieved what what uh, uh, what many would sort of consider to be insufficient uh, during his time mm-hmm. in Missouri. Um, you know, but yeah, he's he he's a decent podcast host. Uh, as for this podcast host, I'm going to <laughs> wrap this up. Um, if you're on the X slash Twitter machine, you can give Matt Watkins a follow at Data Mizzou. Uh, I'm still on there. I don't tweet ever, so you probably don't need to follow me. But if you want to, at Sam T. Snelling, uh, follow the flagship at Rock M Nation. Uh, we have some big news coming. I know. I feel like I've been teasing this. Um, maybe next week, possibly next week is what we're kind of looking at. Um, week after it, at, at most. Um, but some some changes at Rock M Nation. I'm pretty excited about. Uh, all this podcast stuff, make sure that you are subscribed, whether it's Apple, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. YouTube helps us out. Um, we are here. Uh, we are going to be back next week. We'll figure something to talk about next week. Um, <laughs> maybe it's Mizzou basketball. Maybe we'll just we'll just go through the entire SEC and, and, and avoid talking about the Tigers. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more just like it beamed directly into your personal device, just click the subscribe button below. Uh, and you can find this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or for iPhone or the Google Podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify. Just search for Rock M Radio. Uh, and if you like other sports fans first sports network uh is a podcast network that has uh coverage of all other teams major league baseball uh mls uh nfl whatever you want uh to listen and and read about it is a great great network full of really fantastic podcasts so look them up and subscribe uh to any and all of those podcasts uh rock m radio will be back with more episodes coming soon thanks Thank you.